0: Welcome to Recess Now, 5-Minute Bit. I'm Ralph Seymour. Today, we are going to talk about retrograde intubation. Now, as I said on the last uh, 5-Minute Bit uh, series on the surgical airway, I really struggle to find a, a true indication for retrograde intubation. I, I think it may have a role in, in in certain circumstances, but I still struggle to figure out when I would do this procedure. I think it's important to understand the procedure, though, because it's not, it's a nice thing to have in your back pocket in the in, in the event that you need to do this. Okay, so I, I could foresee doing this on a child um, that you don't necessarily want. Uh, to um, uh, to open up the uh, cricothyroid membrane in that kid with a scalpel, because uh, it's contraindicated. but I gotta tell you, man, I, I, it it seems like a, a pretty nifty thing to get done if it works out in, in like a perfect world type situation. So here's how it goes. In order to do this, you have to you still have to understand your anatomy, albeit you're not going to make any kind of a cut in the skin with a scalpel, but you have to understand the front of the neck anatomy. So this procedure is really going to require two operators. You're going to have to have a front of the neck guy, and you're going to have to have uh, an intubating guy. All right. So somebody at the at the uh, the head of the bed, okay, and then somebody at the uh, front of the neck. All right. So the guy at the front of the neck already prepped up, you know, with a um, with some betadine and such, and identified the landmark. Still have to identify the um, the cricothyroid membrane. So what you're going to do is you're going to grab a triple lumen kit. All right, you're going to grab a uh, seven French triple lumen kit. Doesn't matter. Just grab that. All right, open that up. Okay, the next thing you're going to do is get your introducer needle. Okay, you can either use the 18 gauge catheter over the needle one, or you can use the actual true introducer needle with the syringe attached. Okay, you're going to feel your anatomy, and you are going to put that needle in towards, you know, with an angle going towards cephalad. Okay, Instead of where you would naturally want to do this uh, um, cod ad, you don't want to go towards the feet. You want to actually angle the needle in this situation towards the head. Once you're in the trachea, you pull back on your syringe and you should get a wisp of air. Okay? Um almost you never you almost never want to see that happen, especially when putting in central lines because that indicates a pneumothorax. In this situation, that you're home. You're gold if you see that. Okay. So then you dis you hold and anchor that needle and you take off your syringe. All right. So the next thing you want to do is introduce your wire your J-wire, and kind of feed it very slowly. You're going to probably get some tactile feedback here. That's okay. Just keep on passing it up towards the head, okay? Now, the guy, the the second operator that's at the head of the bed will ideally have a laryngoscope in the patient's... um, in the patient's airway, right? Lifting up the tongue and allowing easy passage of that wire to come through the oral pharynx. Now, if it's the wire is going to do what the wire is going to do. So if the wire decides to go up the nasal pharynx through the nair, that's good. That's fine. Who cares? It doesn't matter. As long as the wire comes out, that's what you're looking for. But ideally it's going to come out through the mouth. And the guy that is at the head will have the laryngoscope waiting for that wire. Now, In this situation, you've got to ask yourself, if you're an astute player here, you're going to ask yourself, why... If you have somebody with a laryngoscope in the mouth, why is it that he just can't use a bougie and get the intubation? Well, I think in a perfect world, this situation would be happening with this guy that's at the head of the bed trying to intubate either by bougie or whatever mechanism with interrupted um, bag valve mask ventilation. All this stuff is kind of happening at the same time I'm I'm envisioning. So it's not that you have this um, practitioner that's at the head of the bed just waiting for the wire to come up. I think you're also trying to get an airway at the same time because desperate uh, situations call for desperate measures and we have to succeed. We have to get an airway. So that's what I'm kind of saying here is the person with the laryngoscope in the mouth at the head of the bed probably is also trying to get an airway concomitantly with the person passing the wire up north. Okay. So now you have the wire. The the person with the laryngoscope at the head of the bed sees the wire coming up. They're gonna grasp that wire, either with a, a pair of forceps or with their hand. They grab the wire. Now they have control of the wire. The person at the front of the neck will now take a needle holder and just clamp that wire at the skin so it doesn't, so you can't pull the wire up through the mouth. Okay, because you don't want that wire to move, you want that stabilized. And now you're gonna need two people one to stabilize the wire, okay, and one to pass the tube and use the laryngoscope for visualization. So the person that uh, is gonna, you're gonna need somebody over your, if you're at the head of the bed, you're gonna need somebody holding the wire up, okay, and then I'm gonna, let's just say I'm holding the laryngoscope in the mouth, I am going to pass the tube over the wire, and once the tube Reaches a certain point, that person is going to hold the wire up and keep it taut. Okay, and I pass my endotracheal tube right over the wire into the uh, into the trachea, through the cords, and into the trachea. And in a perfect world, this is how it would be done. If you get if you get hold up or any if you get hung up by any of the para glottic tissues, you can always rotate that tube in a counterclockwise fashion maybe uh, 90 degrees or so to see if you can just pass that tube, that last bit through the cords. That's a maneuver that I've had to use in the past, but this is retrograde intubation. Not sure if um, they're... (sighs) You know, probably there's always a better way to accomplish this, um, but it's some, you know, it's a, it's a tool that you can keep in your back pocket if you ever need it. And I think it's kind of cool. I've never done it. I have no experience with it. I know how to do it. I know, you know, the equipment for which um, you should, uh, you should perform this skill with. Um, But that's it. This is Ralph Seymour, 5-Minute Bit. Thanks.